Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Urell, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have Tracy Seacom here from Australia, and welcome to High Road. Hi, great to be here. Thanks, Nancy. I'm excited you're here. She's written this cool book, From People Pleaser to Soul Pleaser. And I'll tell you what, this is so needed right now, and I'm so glad you're here today. And she's going to tell us her story. And she has, you know, actually six simple steps so we can kind of get it together and be more soul pleasers instead of trying to please everybody else. So, you know, I want to bring up today before we get going, today is May 11th. And, uh, you know, here in the United States, we have an influx of migrants coming across the border. And God bless all these people who are coming from all different countries to the United States because they're looking for asylum. They're looking for freedom. But the issue is we don't have any place to put them. And there are thousands and thousands of children and men and women crossing, and it's very dangerous and it's very scary. There's a lot of human trafficking going on. I want to bring this to people's attention because it's a real problem. And it's tonight at 12 o'clock is when this Title 42 expires. And I mean, it's just incredible to see the amount of people and where they're going to go. I don't know. And I think that's the sad part because they don't know that they that we don't have a place to put them. Do you have this issue where you are? Um, we, I think our immigration is a lot more controlled. So it slowed down during COVID and now we actually need it because we have a shortage of employment, but we also have a lot of space um, in Australia, but certainly housing can be an issue here in Australia as well. Yeah, it's just a really sad situation that's going on right now in the United States and I have to bring it up. But let's talk about you. Tracy is an author. She is a personal development and she's a business coach. She's a public speaker. She is founder of Soul Pleaser. I love this. Tracy um, is the author of From People Pleaser to Soul Pleaser, the culmination of her personal transformation. And um, I want to hear your story. I mean, what happened that you thought, okay, I have got to change things. I've got to write this book. I've got to tell people about this. Tracy, what happened? Well, I take the I start the story really in 2015, but of course, as we talk further about people pleasing, um, my people pleasing started at a very, very young age. But in 2015 is when it came to the culmination, which led to the founding of Soul Pleaser. So I had been running three businesses for many oh years. <laughs> um, wow. which, was, which was a result of my people pleasing, <clears throat> needing to be a high achiever to prove myself and my worthiness. Um, and I was burnt out and had absolutely no idea that I was. I was working from the moment I woke up in the morning to the moment I went to sleep. I had a husband and three children amongst all of this as well. I don't know how they were surviving. Um, and I was very happy to the outside world and almost fooling myself that I was happy because I was able to put on this 
space, you know, for everybody else to make sure that they were okay and to motivate and inspire them. Right. Um, but I was struggling to sleep um, and I was, yeah, really wearing myself out. And then in 2016, my mum passed away um, from breast cancer. Oh, and that was my wake-up call because what I realised was that my mum had been such a serial people pleaser and put herself at the bottom of the list in terms of self-care, which is the reason that she passed away. Yeah, when she- you, say, you say that in the book, like she would call and say, I'm really worried about you. Yeah. And that's when you started to realize, you know, that she was, you know, a people pleaser. Yeah. And that was her love language, which is so common, um, particularly for people pleasing mums, where mm-hmm. we actually feel like the way that we love our children is by worrying about them. But, you know, the ultimate sacrifice was that when she first recognized the lump in her breast, she didn't do anything about it because my dad had had a stroke. And oh I God. was pregnant and she didn't want to worry me. So this the lump was eight centimetres in diameter by the time she went to the doctor. Oh, my and gosh. Yeah. So she just put everybody else first, even her own life. So wow. that was extreme. And I knew that I had to do something about it because my nana was a people pleaser, my mum was a people pleaser, and I was, and it needed to stop with me. And I could see my daughters starting to do it as well. Well, yeah. And I can see, I mean, all of us, you know, from the time we're little, we want to please our parents and then we want to please our teacher. And it just goes on and on and on and on. And I'm very much like you, you know, I'm type A personality, you know, I got into real estate and I had to be the best and I was, you know, but, but that was so every, you know, so I could help everybody. Yeah, exactly. Except for me. Yeah. I mean, this is so common, I guess is what I want to say. This is so common. So you say in the book as each layer, um, you know, of being a people pleaser, you started to, you know, got, you got rid of it. You started to feel the joy. Yeah, exactly. Talk about this. So I think at the starting point, we all need something to wake us up. Um, Yeah. know, because unless you get really uncomfortable, you can keep surviving. And so for me, mum passing away caused me to feel grief. And that got me out of my head and into my heart. And I think we can all live in our heads a lot. One of the symptoms of a people pleaser is we're huge overthinkers because (laughs) we, we rehash conversations. So we think about a conversation we had and we think, oh, I hope I didn't offend them. What did they think about that? We worry about the future and we make decisions based on how will it impact that person and that person and that person, you know, rather than making it from a place of joy. And so I lived in my head, which was really affecting my sleep um, and every other part of my physical health. And so being able to, first of all, get into your heart and realize that if we can get into the heart and feel joy and make choices based on what feels good for us, then it's actually going to be the highest good for everybody rather than us trying to think it um, because we don't know what other people are thinking. Well, yeah, let's rewind because I do that. I'm an overanalyzer. And so, and I'm sure a lot of people in the audience are too. So I'm going to ask this question. What did you do? Because I'm that way. I'm thinking, did I, did I offend them? Or I hope they don't think I'm, you know, not a nice person, you know? And I think a lot of us do that. How did you get past it? I'd like to know that. 
Well, the first step is awareness. So I became acutely aware that that was what I was doing. And I also then became aware of my husband, who's not a people pleaser, and realised that he had a real sense of self. And that was the defining difference between him and me. So I was trying to be what I thought the world wanted me to be. And he was just being him. He was just unapologetically himself. And, And he's a beautiful man. And I thought that is all because of different upbringings. So then I reflected on what is the difference between his upbringing and mine. And I observed a people pleaser in my mum and he observed um, both his mum and dad being, well, his mum, very, very certain of who she was, spoke her own truth and, you know, was comfortable in her own skin. But his dad was, um, you know, Catholic and very giving and very softly spoken. And, but he also was just honest, you know, and I just think that we're trained, we're just really trained. And so if we can just become aware of that training and then retrain ourselves. And so I started to think I am worthy regardless of what I do and what anybody else thinks. And I think that's the big missing piece is that our self-worth depends on what we think other th- other people think about us. You're exactly right. And when you can change that, then everything changes for you. Yeah, it's wow. always about your self-love. Yeah. Now I'm just curious, and we have a lot to talk about today, but I mean, how long's the book been out? Can I ask? When did it come oh, out? Since July last year. Okay. So have you heard from just a ton of people who are saying to you what I'm saying to you right now that, oh my gosh, I used to think that way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the most rewarding thing, the well, first of all, the intention for the book. So I started the From People Pleaser to Soul Pleaser coaching program in 2017. Got it. And after five years, I was like, these results that people are getting are completely life-changing. I need to get this out to more people, which is why I wrote the book. And so my intention was just to help one stranger. I was like, if there is somebody out in the world who I don't know who gets a change in their life because of this book, then I will just be so happy. So then the emails started pouring in and the messages on social media, um, you know, from people in their 70s, women in their 70s saying, I've been a people pleaser all my life. And finally putting myself first. You know, I was just... I was like, I was too late for my mum, but now she would be so proud that I'm. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, I'm working on myself right now. I teach the audience how to do all this stuff. And this is something that I recognized. And like you said, the awareness, you know, of it. And it does come from childhood. It really does. How we're, you know, because my mom was a narcissist, unfortunately, and she cared about what everybody thought. And I became a perfectionist because I had to be perfect. My hair had to be perfect. If I didn't have lipstick on, she'd say, why don't you have lipstick on? You know, I mean, it was, she was like, we had to, I had three sisters. We all had to be perfect. Did you have, was was your mom like that too? Where everything well, had to be perfect. My mum was so worried about what everyone thought that she thought that we were an extension of her. Um, right. So, for example, when I met my now husband, I got pregnant before we were married, okay. and my mum was horrified. And sure. when I told her, she said, "I have failed as a mother." Oh so, my God. 
<laughs> my behavior oh she my felt God. was a reflection of her and so there was so much pressure on us to be perfect because yes. otherwise she felt she'd failed as a mom so yeah you're absolutely much. right and this just comes from I want to say from generation to generation and you're breaking the chain you're breaking that yeah God bless. I mean, I have, wow, this is so cool. I'm so glad you came on the show today. You know, I wrote down a lot of quotes. One that you say here, no expectations of anything in return. Yeah. Yeah. That's the real key between someone that likes to please, because of course it's our true essence to see other people happy. But the big difference is that as a people pleaser, we actually expect something in return. When we give to somebody else or we do what somebody else wants, it's because we want them to like us. It's yeah. because we want them to think we're a good person. Yeah. It's, it has strings attached and that's the downside of being a person. You're right. You're so <laughs> I'm thinking, I sent my daughter. Oh God, I'm going to confess. <laughs> All right, you guys. I sent my daughter some bath salts last week because she hurt her arm and she sprained her arm. And I thought, oh, this will be good for her. And so I text her, did you get that little gift from me? Oh, I haven't checked the mail. And I'm like, oh. And then, yeah. And then I'm like, well, and then she texts me, oh, your Mother's Day present's coming. I'm like, yeah, but did you open my gift? I get no response. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Because I'm like waiting for her to go, mom, this is so great. Thank you. Oh, no, I'm not getting that response at all. Yeah, I know. And I hear so many people say, my kids are so ungrateful. And I'm like, they don't need to be grateful. Don't do it for them to be grateful. Do it because you want to. You love doing it. Right. I love that. So thank (laughs) you for that. (laughs) because we all do this you know we're all so nice and we want to please you also say the need to please comes from the idea that you are somehow not complete we talked about this whole not good enough um without the affirmation from somebody else and we don't need everybody to tell us we're okay you know and i when i was reading this book and i want to stop a second really well written very very well written book i will say this is a cool read is it's flows, you know, but as I'm reading it, I'm thinking about society right now and how everybody takes a selfie. Yeah. Everybody wants to feel important. Everybody wants to be seen, you know, and that to me is almost the lack of the I'm okay. Can you address that? Yeah, I think that it's coming to a head in terms of social media allowing us to see everybody looking for attention, everybody looking for the like, which is such a great analogy of needing affirmation. So we're able to do it on a global scale now, not just from the people that we meet. And so I think that this is coming to our attention so that we can go within and reconnect with who we really are. Mm-hmm. That's the missing link. I think that when we look for anything outside of ourselves, it's because we've lost, lost that connection with that true inner self. With God. Soul, without God. Yeah. 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 Let's just say it. Let's just be yeah. honest and say, you know, we were connected to God. Now we're looking outside ourselves for material things to fulfill ourselves and it doesn't fulfill us. So, so we're going within because know thyself, be true to thyself. And you even say it in the book and it's in the Bible, you know, know thyself. And so it's really kind of forcing a lot of people 
all the COVID did, you know, two, for people to stay at home and go within and realize that the treasure lies within. And that's what I think happened during COVID. I think that there are a group of people that use that opportunity to go within. And then there are a group of people who perhaps have lost that connection with God, who felt so lost without that external validation that they had to go to more social media, more self selfies to actually get that validation from outside of themselves. But we get unconditional love from God. Mm -hmm. And so when we can tap into that, then we don't need the conditions of approval from people outside of ourselves and circumstances, you know, validation through success, through material things. They're all things saying I'm okay and we're absolutely okay in God's eyes no matter what. Right. And I want to say as connected as I am with the divine, I still have been going through this learning how not to worry about what other people think. I always say, you know, I don't worry about what people think, but you kind of do. And so you, it's a real thing to pay attention to where you have to say, it's okay. It doesn't matter what they think. As long as I'm good with myself and good with God then everything's well, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the ways that you can do that is to shift your intention. Um, so every time you're about to do something, to just check in with yourself and say, I'm doing this for the joy of it, because I really believe that joy is an indicator that we are connected to God. I think yes. when we feel anything less than content, that's when we're tethering that connection. We can never break it, um, but we can tether that by going into that worry, into that, you know, fear. Um, and God is love. And so when we're in love and feeling love, we're connected. And when we're in fear, we've just lost our way and we can come back to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You talk about people pleasing and relationships. And that's kind of what you're talking about, because love is freedom. You say that and that's true. But, you know, we get into these relationships and I've been in them myself where you think, oh, well, I'm going to do all these things for this person. And you forget, you kind of lose yourself. And I've been in a relationship and I bet you've seen a lot of that. Yeah, I've worked with a lot of people who have come to me because they're not happy in their relationships. And what I always say to them is that our relationship with another person is always a reflection of our relationship with ourself. That's right. Um, and ourself with a capital S, so our relationship with God. Yes. And so we can start to become who we think that other person wants to be. And we lose our own voice. We yeah. lose our opinion. You know, I always share the story about how I used to watch um, violent movies with my husband because he enjoyed them and when I finally said to him I hate these movies he was shocked he had no <laughs> idea because I'd been such a good actress you know watching them um, and I just said no I hate them they really make me panic and you know it's just really important for you to be who you are and it's okay that we like different things and you can still be in relationship with somebody well, and I love how you say, you say cannot experience and express love in a relationship unless both partners are free to be who they are. And yes. that's true. We all put on, you know, you meet somebody and you put on this fall. Of course, I don't. I'm pretty real. But, you know, a lot of people, you, you put on your best face. Let's just say that, you know, but you got to be who you are. Because, you know, yeah. when it really comes down to it, I mean, like you said, you went all that time 
And didn't tell him you hated scary movies. I mean, that's exactly. crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, and when I started, to be honest with him, it really gave him an opportunity to be more of himself as well, even though that is his natural tendency. Because the other thing that happens with a people pleaser is that when you're a people pleaser, you cause other people to try and please you. So they can tell that your emotions are dependent on the way they treat On their reaction. Oh. Yeah. So you create people pleasers by being a people pleaser. And this is the thing we don't want to do with our children. We don't want them right. to feel responsible for our emotions because they're not. We are responsible for our emotions. So that's one of the big shifts that you get when you start to become a soul pleaser is you realize only I can control how I feel. I can't expect other people to praise me or like me so I can feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You say saying yes to everything can feel like you're saying yes to life. Yeah. It can be it can be exciting to say yes. You know, I can see why I said yes. You know, I felt that I was capable of it all. So every time another business came along. You said, okay, I'll do it. Yes, that sounds like fun. So I think my intentions were good at the beginning, but I just learned the hard way what my boundaries were by taking on too much. Okay. And you talk about resentment too, which I thought was interesting. Um, Resenting anything or anyone is like poisoning your own dreams. And it's, talk about that. That's, you know, the resentment yeah. thing. I mean, well, I think we can use it as our ex- excuse for our disconnection. We can say, well, of course I'm mad at that person because they did ABC. That is in the past. And no matter what it was, this is not about condoning what it was. This is about realizing that resentment is something that is poisoning you. And my mum actually said to me, she became very aware in her last months. And she said to me, I realized that the breast cancer was resentment that I held towards someone that I never let go of. And it becomes physical. Like it's very important for our own well-being for us to just let resentment go. Well, yeah, because emotions are, and I just had a show um, where we talked about the Bach flowers. This was yesterday. And um, it's the feeling, it's the emotions. And when your emotions aren't in, you know, aren't full of joy, then we internalize. And that's where the dis-ease comes from. And, you know, scientists are starting to learn this. Doctors are starting to realize, although Bach said it, you know, in the 1930s, it's about our feelings when he did the flower thing. You know what I mean? But it is, it's about our emotions and that's what you're talking about. And we hold these emotions in our body. Yeah. And until we clear them, that's how we have issues in our body. It's really interesting. Um, you know, I just got back from the massage therapist and, um, she says that too. It's really interesting because she will be massaged and I'll say, Oh, I got this. And she'll say, Oh, well, that's because of the, and I'll, Oh, <laughs> holding on yeah. to that or holding yeah. on to that. So it's the release of our emotions. Like if your mom would have just maybe had a good crying session and yeah. Yeah. And you know she was taught to be stoic. And, you know, the other symptom of a people pleaser, I mentioned in the book that my dad used to say, don't answer me back. What? And so <laughs> wow I'm sorry that just threw me for a loop go ahead I missed that <laughs> yeah he would say that to her huh well he would say that to me oh, my dad would you. say that to me yeah oh. so as a child you know if okay. if I 
would start to retaliate if my dad was telling me what to do. He would say, don't answer me back. And so I would just swallow the emotion and push it down. Whereas a different personality who wasn't a people pleaser, they might've argued back, you know, and certainly with my children, I'm like, let them say their piece. Like I would never want them to not feel what they feel because I understand the damage that that causes. But people pleasers put on a happy face and do not express their negative emotions. And when I had um, postnatal depression after my third child, I went to my mum about it, but she was a nurse. And she said, she said, oh, we don't talk about that. Oh, my. Yeah, she was trained that if you have a problem, you don't share it. So, you know, I believe that my mum had depression as well, but never talked about it. And so, yeah. We because just if you talked about it, there. then it made you imperfect and you didn't want the world to know that you weren't perfect. Exactly. That's right. Man, I went through this. Oh, my God. We had similar similar childhoods. Yeah. I Yeah. I had a mother like that, too. And she died. My mom died very unhappy, I believe. Yeah. You know, um, like yours. And that's so sad. But you were saying towards the end, she really did, you know. She was starting to realize. And it was really great for me because I saw the look in her eyes when she made a decision. And she had the decision of going home to my dad. And, and they were quite unhappy. Or, or going to God. And she chose God. And I was so happy for her. You know, even though I missed her when she passed away, I was so happy for her that she made that choice. Bless. Has this made you more, this has to have made you closer to God, this whole book, this whole thing? Oh, completely, completely. It's totally brought me back to God, actually. I think that I had got lost in the success and the action and the doing and the pleasing, and that was consuming me because you need some quiet space. You need some time to yourself to Mm -hmm. pray and to meditate and to connect And I wasn't making time for that at all. And so that is my priority now. My connection to God is my priority and everything else comes second. Oh, mine too. You're so, that's so awesome. Yeah. And I tell the audience too, I do it in the morning. I get up, I journal, I journal to God and to Gaia, and then I connect and bring in the light and do my meditations and all that. Um, I went through a divorce a few years ago and that's what saved me. I'd always been, you know, a religious person, but you can be religious and not connect. It's a whole different ball yeah. game. And so when you do take a few minutes, I always say, it's just like brushing your teeth. Take yeah. five, 10, it doesn't take that long to connect and yeah. bring in the light, you know, and it changes you. And then you go out in the world and you're so much more joyful. Now have people noticed the difference in you? Oh, wow. Everybody. So my friends, you know, who knew me because a lot of my clients only know me now, you know, because they've met me now. Right. But my friends who knew me before, like, you know, when they'd come around and I'd be slowly cooking a meal and have some music on and they're like, who are you? <laughs> because all I did before was work. So, you know, and I'm spontaneous showing up for a, you know, mid-afternoon coffee. They're like, what have you done with Tracy? And yeah, just so much more relaxed, so much more joyful, um, really honest, you know, just just completely being me, you know, just showing up as the real me. And and I was like that with friends because you've got that safe space. But equally, mm-hmm. you know, I would just say yes all the time. And now I can say no. And and they just love that. Everybody loves the change. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I would imagine so. And you can tell you're very joyful. And, and you said 
you spoke about saying no. And that's something personally that I've learned to do. I, I used to always say yes to everything. And now I think about it and I consider, is that the best? Now I just ask my higher self, I, yeah. okay, is this for my best and highest good to do this? And that's taken a long time to get to that point where you say, is it for my best and highest good, you know, to do this now, are you still in business? Uh, are you just doing the coaching? Is there another book? What's going on? So um, I am part of two businesses, Okay, <laughs> but I, they don't overwhelm me or consume me. So I, I have a really balanced life. I have a lot more free time and time with my family and my own hobbies. Cool. Um, so the two things that I do is the Soul Pleaser Coaching. And I'm also part of a business called Farm Owners Academy where we help farmers. And oh. so the two really work really well because I find there's a lot of people pleasers within the farming community. They all know each other and yeah. so they all worry about what the neighbours think. And so oh, yeah. it crosses over really well. So, And I run retreats. So twice a year I run retreats, Soul Pleaser retreats. So yeah. Okay. So if people want to find you or they want to attend your retreat, give them, give out some of your information. If we're, so we, can we head over to Australia and do a retreat with you? That would yeah, be cool. yeah, sure. That would Absolutely. be awesome. I love it. Um, so my website's the best place to find out about me. So just my name, tracyseekham.com. Um, but I'm also soul.pleaser on Instagram and soulpleaser on Facebook. And all of those things. Okay. Now what about the kids? What do they think about mom? Oh, it's probably been the best for them, actually. So it's interesting to see the stages of my motherhood show up in the ages of my children and what they're like. So my oldest is nearly 25 and oh. she's six year medicine. And so she started off just completely the same as me, you know, real high achiever, all of that. And, you know, she's still there, but she's really created this balance in her life now where she's spending more time with her boyfriend and doing fun things. Whereas for a while there, it was just head down the only thing that mattered was study and which you know is quite required to be a doctor but um and then the second child is more like my husband so she's very free spirit and then the third is has been brought up by the new me really and so he <laughs> is absolutely unapologetically himself following his <laughs> dreams in musical theater and it just oh. makes sing yeah amazing well what you said about your oldest daughter you know is balance. And that's really what this is about too, yeah. is just balancing. I mean, you can go, like I can do my show, but then I also have to find time for myself. And I had to, and I think a lot of people have to do this and I want to hear your opinion. I literally had to make myself relax and do something for me because I was so focused on, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do that, that I didn't. But now I realize I have to do the, the balance or you just go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, too. Like if you, I mean, the thing about disciplines, so when we start off as high achievers and people pleasers, the discipline is positive, particularly when we start to use it in a balanced way, because equally when you use the discipline to work, use the discipline for this connection time and make it um, an absolute, you know, must do. Um, that's where my discipline lies now is in the balance. I won't allow myself to get out of control again. 
Right. No, I love it. And it's awareness. And you say that it truly is just being aware and paying attention. And, you know, I'm so glad you came on the show because there's so many people that need this. And so many people who think, I just want to say this, this is really changing the mindset because we have been programmed. I mean, whether you're in Australia or whether you're in the United States, wherever you are, this seems to be a global thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the sales of the book are the highest in America and then the UK and then Canada and then Australia. So oh, wow. it absolutely appeals to the whole world, really. <laughs> well, yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. We've been yeah. trying to make everybody else happy instead of ourselves. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so. the craziest thing. Now, if somebody wants a session with you, do they go to your website and just book online? Even though you are there, you'd probably do it by Zoom, I would imagine. Yes. Yes. Okay. I work by Zoom. So just go to my website and you'll be able to email me or submit a form on my website. Okay. What would you like to leave us with? Is there a story that you would like to tell us or something that you would like to leave the audience with? We've kind of gone quick today, but there's We've talked about a lot of stuff, you and I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I I always like to leave people with this, and that is I'm talking to you, whoever you are. You are magnificent, and God is within you, and you are God. And so there is nothing for you to worry about. There is always this peace that you can come back to if you just make it your priority and tap into it. That's what I would really love to leave the listeners with. That's wonderful. That's fabulous. You guys, from people pleaser to soul pleaser, she gives six steps to being who you are meant to be. Okay. All right. And it's Tracy. Say it again. Your last name? Seekum. Tracy Seekum. Seekum. I want to make sure I pronounce her, her last name right. I'm so glad you came on the show today. It's such a pleasure to meet you. And thanks for helping humanity because we needed this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. We absolutely need it. All right, you guys. Hey, I want to mention, I always send everybody to my website if they want an angel reading, but I'm under construction right now. You can book one, but if you get on my website and you're like, what's going on? It's because I'm working on it right now. <laughs> so I'm redoing. So I want to tell the audience that because a lot of people go there to look at the show, but you can listen um, on the podcast and it's on you know, Spotify and it's on Apple and you guys can find that. And you can also find us on YouTube. So under High Road to Humanity. So again, Tracy, thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone have a terrific day and God bless.